0: mech stood gazing into the gaping cavernous maw of an enormous sandworm wondering if it was too late to turn himself in prison hadn't been that bad he'd been given three square meals a day whether he wanted them or not and being a seven foot tall armored cyborg meant he had rarely if ever found himself on the receiving end of any unwelcome shower-based advances there had been books to read, a gym to use, even games to play. What there hadn't been was a forty-mile-long invertebrate with breath like an abattoir's garbage can. You cannot be serious, said Mech. I ain't going inside that thing. Why not? asked Cal. Mech scowled. Why not? What do you mean, why not? Because, I don't know if you noticed, but it's a giant, funking worm. That's why not. Come on, what's the worst that could happen? Mech's voice became dangerously high-pitched. What's the worst that could happen? He spluttered. Well, mm, let me see. It could eat me, maybe? Yeah, said Cal. But that's, like, absolute worst-case scenario. You want me to go in its mouth, Mech pointed out. That's the almost-guaranteed-to-happen scenario. Nah, I doubt it, said Cash he ain't been eating much of late oh so he's hungry that's what you're saying said Mech. he's been holding out waiting for some juicy and delicious snack to come along and hop right in his mouth that's what you're telling me well if that's what he's saying you should be fine said cal hey, "A funk you man Mech snapped i'm both juicy and delicious not so loud said lauren you might give him ideas Mech glowered at her as she tried, without much success, to hide her grin. Know what? Funk y'all, he said. Funk the whole lot of you. You want to climb inside a worm and get your stupid key? Be my guest. He pointed to the sand at his feet. I'm going to plant myself right here. Y'all go right ahead. Cal sighed. He looked into the worm's mouth. It was wide enough to swallow the ship. "'and almost completely dark from somewhere just beyond the tonsils. "'He looked back at the Shatner standing on the sand a short distance away, "'bits of Cash's house still wedged in the landing legs. "'Okay, then,' he said. "'Then he whistled through his teeth. "'I guess I'm going to need a spacesuit. "'Cal's breath rolled upwards across the inside of the helmet, fogging the glass.' The torch mounted on the helmet's side pasted a thin circle of light onto the darkness, and reflected quite unpleasantly on the slick, glistening walls. The floor, which was how he'd chosen to think of it, rather than the more accurate throat, squelched beneath his boots as he trudged onwards into the smothering gloom. "'You guys are there, right?' he whispered, his voice echoing around inside the helmet. ''Yeah, we hear you, and we're seeing what you see,'' said Lauren. ''which isn't much.'' ''Yeah, I think the torch needs new batteries,'' Cal said. He blew upwards onto his face. ''Man, it's hot in here.'' ''You know which direction you're headed, right?'' Loren asked. ''I'm assuming I don't have a lot of directions to choose from,'' Cal replied. ''Isn't it just up or down?'' It's going to branch off in two somewhere up ahead. That was Cash's voice, shouting to be heard from the back of the flight deck. One way's lungs, the other's guts. You want the guts. Yeah, yeah, of course I do, Cal sighed. And you can tell me which is which, right? he said, his feet squidging across the spongy, uneven floor. Oh, yeah, said Cash. Then, more or less. Then... Well, no, not really. What do you mean, no, not really? Cal demanded. Well, I haven't been down in years, have I? How was I supposed to remember what way to go? Cash said. You'll know it when you see it. How? Will there be a signpost? asked Cal. Because I suspect one fleshy worm tunnel looks pretty much like any other fleshy worm tunnel. He trudged on, slipping and sliding through a puddle of clear, gooey ooze. You know, this reminds me of a joke I heard one time, he said, grimacing as the torchlight picked out something purple and fleshy dangling down in front of him.